of the Kill Feed podcast. We missed two weeks because I was on the verge of death because of influenza. And uh, then last week, we're, our scheduling was real bad, wasn't it? It was real bad. It was real bad. We need to be, we're going to be a lot more on it. Yep. We're going to set a date. Yes. Each week when fine. we're going to do this. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, he says. <coughs> it won't be fine. <laughs> we'll make it work. Yeah. Okay. So, how do we want to? If we're going to catch up with Overwatch League first. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk about Overwatch League. Start. Yeah. Where do we? Where do we start? Because we've we've okay, done. Okay. So we talked about week one in our first podcast. We oh. did. So mm-hmm. if we pack, uh, maybe we just pick up from week two. Because <coughs> weeks yeah. one and two were both kind of short short weeks because of uh korean and chinese homestands getting cancelled i think actually i think it was chinese ones getting cancelled because of uh, uh coronavirus chinese at the time but then they got moved to korea and then later on they were cancelled okay but anyway but, uh, so week two mm-hmm. uh was kind of a strange week because yeah. Nobody expected Outlaws to get rolled by Florida. Not as bad. No, basically, nobody expected Outlaws to be as bad as they were in that first week. No, definitely not. And um, I know they were sick, but I don't know. We still don't know how much of a the impact that was on that team because mm. of the way the season structured. You play like clusters of games, and then you don't play for ages. It's like we haven't seen Shock. This is we haven't seen Shock or Gladiator since week one. We're on week five next. Yeah, know? it's kind of crazy. Yeah, so um, it's just unfortunate we played a bunch of games back to back, as we'll go on to later, and our performances were all, uh, sorry, I say our, Houston's performances, sorry, were awful. Pretty much. There's not a lot of time um, for that, really. They got rolled, like, yeah. both, both, both games in week two, they got absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. They looked completely lost. No um, cohesion in that team whatsoever. Um, looked complete, like you said, completely lost. Like they've never met each other before. Yeah. Uh, it was really odd. Um, yeah. Um, Philly looked good though. Yeah, Philly looked um, real good. So preseason, my predictions for Philly were that they weren't going to be amazing. Mm. Um, because kind of like outside of Fury and Carpe. It's not like, like they're a really, they're like a really strong team. But I was like, these guys aren't going to be like top, top tier. Mm. Um, but actually, like the players that needed to pop off popped off. Um, yeah, Sado I... looks way better than he did before. Yeah, he does. He does look real good. I was gonna say, I think you owe Mister Sado an apology there. Yeah, I should have talked him pretty hard in week one. I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I but I think Philly were good. Washington were kind of what I expected Washington to be. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they're 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 they've got some they've got a really good squad, but then, yeah, but they th- they're they're going to lose against the best teams in the league. So yeah, <coughs> I would say that they sort of tend to blow hot and cold a little bit. They're uh, like if Stratus and Corey are on fire, they'll yeah. give they'll give some good teams a run for their money a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah. Yep. So that was that was the Battle of Brotherly Love in Philadelphia. Still a two. terrible name for a homestand. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> then week three, we go into that now? Yeah. Yep. That is the Washington Justice homestand. That was when we had a bunch of games. Yeah, I think that was the first of five that they've got, by the way. They yeah. have like a huge amount of homestands. And Washington's travel is actually, like, minimal. Like, really minimal this season. I think they have the least amount of travel out of any team. Mm. And having five home stands definitely helps. <coughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, d- I don't know why they've got five home stands. It must be something to do with scheduling. They couldn't make it work otherwise. Well, I think um, I think you could have as many as you wanted. Uh, as long, I think the minimum was, was one. I think. Right. Um, but you could basically have as many as you wanted. So, the teams that 
uh, have uh, have a selector to only have like one mm. or something like that. Um, they basically the remainder get picked up by other teams. So yeah, but still, five is. <coughs> I mean, if you're a Washington fan that's local, you're loving that. Yeah, Dallas have got five as well, haven't they? Really? Uh huh. Jesus. Yep. So the first match of that weekend was a big one. Uh, New York yeah, Celsius really. versus Philadelphia Fusion. Yeah. Uh, that didn't go the way I expected it to go. And that was a, no, that was a match neither. that kind of made me go, okay, Philly are like legit. The real deal. Yeah. 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 They're, they're legit. <coughs> yeah. New York didn't look super convincing in week one versus London. But their second match. Who were they playing the second match week one? Um Oh, it was against Houston actually in week one. No, wait, this pulled, pulled no, it was up the wrong page. Paris. Pulled up the wrong page. They played Paris. Oh no, no, sorry, Boston. Jesus, Boston, they yeah, played London and Boston. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So they basically played two weaker teams in week one, but they looked really mm. strong against Boston. Um, yeah. But then after they played some more games, it, it became apparent that Boston were just fucking terrible. <laughs> so it doesn't really say anything about New York. So. But yeah, this, this that match really showed how good Philly are right now. Yeah. Um, I think their new support duo is really good in Funny Astro <coughs> and Alarm. Yes. I think yeah, I agree. Excellent. It's funny, Poco getting played so much more of a Fury. Yeah, I think Fury paid this weekend, so in week four. Mm. But, um, but yeah, Poco played up until then, I think. Yeah. But I mean, Poco. We know Poco's got a good diva, so yeah. It, uh, like I, I said in our first podcast that it was going to be Fury, one hundred percent of the time. But Poco proved me wrong. He's he's definitely able to compete for that starting spot. So why not? Oh, absolutely. And um, from New York's point of view, it's just strange that um, Libero is not getting played as much. Thanks yeah, for who are I you? mean, who are you is. Uh, historically known for his Genji and like projectile heroes in general. Yeah. Um, but Libero, just, I don't know, Libero. There could be something had, he, more Like in that team, on. he's had, you know, plenty of time to, to gel with that squad. Sure, you mm. only had like the break. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Because like, Sure, you has an insane like peak. So mm. maybe that's why. Second match was Boston Uprising against Houston Outlaws. Boston this is beating the... them. Sorry, yeah, you. Sorry, you go, you go. Uh, Boston beating them three two overall. What were you gonna say? Sorry, sorry I was gonna say this is the longest match in Overwatch League history, right? As in, like <sighs> the amount of maps played. I was gonna say it felt like it anyway. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, because it was, it was the first time we'd gone to seven maps in Overwatch League. <sighs> it was really weird. In the sense that it was just like Houston just seemed to be in such a daze and just couldn't not get anything together, could not get their shit together, yeah. pretty much. And then they won map five. Uh, yeah, they won yeah. their. F- it sounds weird to say they won map five, but they actually lost the series. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. won two maps won in a row, right? And then they didn't yeah. swap out their support line again? Uh, So, yeah, Houston didn't win, didn't pick up a map until map five. And that was when they consecutively played... Raucous? Uh, Raucous, yeah. They kept yeah. swapping him and Rappel out. Yes. Uh, so, he played Oasis in Nepal. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, he played Oasis in Nepal. And then... So they needed one more win to take the series. Yes, on Lijiang Tower. On Lijiang Tower, and they swapped back to Rappel. Important to note, though, they played Dante instead of Hydration. Right. And I think... What, for the whole <laughs> for the whole series? Uh, I believe so, yes. Right. Dante, Dante started instead of Hydration. Right. Now, I'm a big fan of Hydration. But him and Blase have not hit the like set the world alight playing for Houston at the moment. Yeah, I think 
they need to rely on the old guard a bit more. Get links to get Dante playing. Yeah, that's fair. Dan Dante's performances warrant his uh, his starting spot right. enough anyway. But it depends on what a uh, Harsha wants to do with the squad. Yeah, this is true. Um, I think it's Blase and Hydration are both like hyper flexible, right? So mm. they kind of like I don't know, kind of cover each other's roles a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But you kind of want someone that's flexible playing with a specialist. Yeah. Whereas you just got like two jack of all <laughs> trades, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, following match, Paris three-one, Washington. Paris Bit of an upset. Yeah. Paris look good, don't they? Really good. Yeah. I was really surprised at how good Paris looked. They've made some really. Good they beat London in week one, right? And, no, and yeah. nobody was surprised by that because London no. are a totally unknown quantity, and mm -hmm. Paris have the uh, two or three ex element mystic players plus ex element mystic coach. Yeah, and they are doing bits. They mm. even even with the the language barrier, they just look super strong right now. Yeah, yeah, I I think they're really interesting. Um, yeah. Like you said, there's element mystic players at XE coming in, and the other the other two I can't remember their names at the moment because they're not of age, are they? Uh, Hanbin played week four, I think. Yeah. Um, Hanbin played this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he and looked really strong. Yeah, he did. And uh, but Sparkle's not available for a little while yet. No, Until not about yet. About halfway through the season. Mm. But um. Yeah, those two and FD Gold put FD in Gold great performance. So good as well. Yeah. Yeah, his Lucio has been probably the best to watch so far. Yeah, it's going to be a shame. I mean, we'll get onto Hero Pools in a bit, but when those bands come in and players that are so much of a specialist, yeah. when their heroes are banned, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's teams that are more flexible and have different have the ability to play players that can fill different roles that yeah. would be alright, you know. And because it's week on week, it's ba basically yeah, it's not the, the end most of the adaptable world. teams that will win. Yeah, I think because it's because it's week on week and not play being played over like the span of like a month long yeah. ban of those char characters, I think it will end up being okay for teams that even have more specialised players because yeah, like like I said now uh, Houston won't play for another three weeks or whatever so they wouldn't be affected by these upcoming bans yeah. things like that you know yeah that's true um, I'm not sure how the scheduling work will work for our other teams but that's just one I know off the top of my head yeah uh, right next match was uh, I don't think we need to talk too much about it because Houston just got rolled by NYXL yeah, one team sat down and played. The other team... Oh, yeah. no idea. Yeah. Not uh, a yeah. clue. <laughs> I feel sorry for Mecco. You know? Same. <laughs> yeah, I saw a, a clip of him as NYXL walked onto the stage, onto, uh, mm. onto the other side of the stage, and uh, he just looks so sad. <laughs> That's like something... I know we spoke a lot about Houston this this podcast, but um, they were just such a surprise. And going back to the Washington match, they look so dejected, even in like breaks and stuff. Just sat there, yeah, barely talking to each other, like yeah. they just didn't want to be there. Maybe that's because they were sick. I don't know. Uh, I'm but sure that played a part in it. Like <coughs> we've all been sick and had to drag ourselves to work and stuff, and. They know yeah. they know people are relying on them. People are just gonna flame them hard. For yeah, the next, that's like, it. Few weeks. If you make a bad performance, you can have one bad performance in OWL, and it's seen by like a couple mm. hundred thousand people. Yeah, and it just makes it worse when it's in comparison to like Stratus has got his feet up on the chair on the desk. Yeah, sorry. straight chilling. <laughs> just straight chilling. They're all having like cracking jokes and stuff, and the other yeah. team are just sat there. Yeah. But yeah, three maps. In and out, easy peasy. Yeah. Easy for New York. 
Um, the next match was uh, the Defiant versus Fusion. Fusion winning 3-2. And that one was way tighter than anyone's expecting, right? Yeah. Uh, Defiant were pushed a lot further than... Uh, uh, Philly were pushed a lot further, sorry, by Defiant than they expected. Yeah. And it was almost now, a reverse sweep, actually. Well, it would have been a reverse sweep if, if they'd take, taken Nepal, but... Uh, yeah, um, Kings Row. Like well, I was going to say it looks like a game of two halves because it was a 2-0 and a 2-1 on the first two maps. Mm. And then a 2-1, but then a 6-5 on a massive, massive Kings Row. Yeah, that get that match was <laughs> very long. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but and then Philly take it again, 2-0 on um, control. But... Mm. Defiant are a funny one because they look. Um, let's have a look at standings a sec. Bit hot and cold again. Yeah, yeah. So they've won one, lost three. Um, they've lost against Philly. I can't remember who else they lost against now. But yeah, they um, two I think I think they're going to be exactly what we said they would be, which is they've got some really good players, but they're basically going to be a middle of the road team. Yeah, they keep swapping out Sheffield and Logics at the moment. Mm. And I'll be honest, I, uh, throughout that whole series against Philly, that's what they kept doing. And I'm not sure that's the swap that they need to be doing. No. I th it could well be that Agilities is the one that needs to be dropped. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if Logics has got quite the flexibility of Agilities. But still, they seem to be struggling when... Yeah, yeah. When Logix is playing, not <laughs> something's not quite right yet. Just there. Yeah. You know. Well, we just like we touched on with uh, the Outlaws is if you keep swapping your players around, mm. uh, you just don't build up any sort of like stable, like synergy or chemistry yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And that that goes a long way in every team sport. Oh, you know. And that leads us on to London, Washington, which London mm. won three two, which stunned me because I didn't get a chance to um, watch it at the time. Uh, being a London fan, it was one obviously I would have been nice to catch at the time, but it yep. was it was a reverse. We looked pretty out of it in the first couple of maps, mm. and then suddenly come back in with the most disgusting full hold. <laughs> Like, it was brutal. I think reverse sweeps are the most satisfying wins possible. Oh, 100%. Like, it's, like it's, a, it's a well, well and good to 3 0 someone. Yeah. yeah. But I would much rather, like, see my team show some resolve and, like, battle back and, you know. Well, it's just exciting. It's pure, pure, like, excitement, isn't it? Like, watching them. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great entertainment for a neutral as well. With, so we've full, full held two maps in a row and essentially just crushed the Washington mental. And yeah. And then, but then, uh, then Nepal was quite close. I think so. I think Washington are still a good team. They they had sickness problems that week as well. Um, yes, they did. There, uh, there's a photo of um, Corey, Corey after the match, and he looks so fucked. So I feel for them. Yeah. Do feel for them because that must have been rough, I and mean, to lose in that manner in in your home home stand, your own home stand. But yeah, yeah, from a London perspective, that was a massive result, and I think it kind of like kickstarted their season a bit. Yeah, definitely. I think because um, London will be London have won sorry. all their games since. Yeah, that's been a definitely like you said. It's been a defining point in that they needed to. Yeah. Have a moment where they can. Uh, can't what word are you looking now? for? Oh. What are you looking for? What word am I looking for? Oh, I, can, <laughs> I can edit all this out. Yay! Um, galvanize. Thank you. Yeah. Together. Yeah. No, I th yeah I think it was their like their little turning point. So they're three and two now. Yeah, yeah much looking a lot a lot better. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's uh, week three. Yep. 
So now on to the Houston one. I have a Houston one. Was there? Yeah, oh, of course, there was only again only one homestand because of coronavirus. Um, yeah, I think we should go on to speak about coronavirus and how it's the impact impact it's had on sporting and esports events a little bit later as well. Yeah. Um, week four, whole, uh, still a fair amount of games played this yep. weekend. Yeah, there was three games today, so it's or three or four. Um, so. New York taking Florida to task, and kind yeah. of not really surprising. But then Florida did look good in week one. Yeah, um, but just uh, we we knew that New York were going to outclass team like Florida, so not surprised by the result. No, not shocked. Um, Atlanta beating Toronto. I mean, that was our first showing uh, from Atlanta, right? So yeah, they looked super, super strong at the end of last season. Um, mm. They almost went to finals after going through the upper bracket. They lost to Titans, I think, in the upper bracket. Yeah. Uh, but th- and that's the only reason why they didn't go to finals last year. They was really really strong and they kind of picked up on the same. same yeah, vein. Baby Bay and Erster works together really well. Yeah. Uh, Erster, yeah, really impressed me again. Mm. Um, yeah, he pulled off a profit, didn't he? Got like a four k. Oh yeah. On Tracer. Yeah. Obviously not. In the same circumstances as no. <laughs> Prophet did, but still, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's pretty nutty. Yeah. London beating Houston 3 2. Uh, that was closer than I thought it was going to be, I'll be honest. Yeah. Especially. Destroyed. I know that I know that they're in um, in Houston. Yeah, it was their ho- homestand, but still, yeah. they're going to. And the first two maps looked like, like a kind of roll. Mm. And then Houston, I don't know whether it was just being at home or or what, but Houston found something from somewhere and managed to pull a couple maps back and make the fifth pretty close as well. So Yeah. Good on them. At least they're still yeah. showing sign some signs of life now. Yeah, I think this is the start of them waking up a little bit and realizing yeah. they have to they have to fight. If they don't fight at their own homestand now, when are they going to do it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, sorry, were you going to say something? No, it's fine. Uh, Boston Uprising getting straight rolled by f- an on-fire Philadelphia Fusion. Boston have officially claimed worst team in the league status. Um, out, uh, outside of out, like Outlaws... Outlaws and Boston are just as bad as one another, I think, actually. I think they, they, they sit on that bottom step together, clutching I a wooden spoon. I think you have to put Defiant in that mix as well right now. No, it pains me to say it, especially and with the, a- after, the talent after pool. The, after the result of the final match of the weekend, I agree. Mm. Um, purely because Houston beat them. Yeah. But yeah, that so there's kind of like two or three teams that just look shit. <laughs> yeah, there's no way around it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Paris, the mighty Paris lads. Okay. Three so one. I actually got Atlanta to watch rain. Some of this game, and um, I haven't <laughs> been. A- I've had a bu- I've had a busy couple of weeks. I haven't been able to watch that much Overwatch League. But I did watch this game, and yeah. Paris looked super, super strong. Like, Atlanta mm. weren't even that bad. Paris just looked really, really strong. They look like a team that's been playing together for years. Yeah. And players like Ben Best who and Nico, who looked bad last season, mm. are like are looking like serious, serious players. So I think there's been some amazing work done by the coaching staff. I think they've picked up their game like as players massively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a unit, Paris play really well together. <coughs> I saw some nice stuff from Atlanta. They won on Hanamura and uh, er- 
Sinister pulled out an insane May play um, to win that map for them. And if you can find the highlight for that, I would. Where mm. he uh, rushes and ulting McCree, ice block, diving, ice block across in front of his sight line to block the dead eye. Oh, wow. And uh, in the meantime, he's just dropped his uh, mail. And I think yeah, I think he dropped his mail in and killed a couple as well. It was it was dirty. It was a really dirty play. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was like that was kind of like my play of Overwatch League so far this this season. Um, there was the Pockpo fire oh, strike. Oh, the fire strike. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. The joy of the Baptiste uh, window. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was against. That was the Toronto match, I think. That was the Toronto match, was it? Okay. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah, it was the Toronto match. Yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. sorry. Um that's probably my favourite play. <laughs> <laughs> I have just never seen anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that was nice. Um London won another game this weekend. They beat uh Mayhem three two. Um mm. and that was a kinda like mixed bag really yeah it wasn't a reverse sweep it wasn't uh, you know it was um a bit of a mixed bag i think they're, they're probably quite evenly matched teams actually yeah I, th I think the florida got off to a good start in the in the season because they were playing teams like houston and others that would not put pressure on their hit scan players mm -hmm. and allow them to take shots from distance and you know yeah They've got some talented players in that roster, and oh, if you sure. give them time and space, DPS is nutty, yeah. If you give them the time and space, they're gonna click heads, you know. So, yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, I think that was that was a pretty good game. And then yeah, Houston finally get a win against Defiant three-one, which yeah, yeah. Was, like I said, was a bit surprising for me. I, I think it was Defiant would do them there, but I think it was surprising for everyone to be honest. Um, <coughs> yeah. Again, good to see that they're playing Linkser. <laughs> He's been missing yeah. hard, you yeah. know. Um, all of their matches featured either Linkser and Dante, so yeah. You know, like maybe that's the, maybe that's the lineup they need to go with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just double checking that if they were they did not swap their. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say did support. They, did they leave their support line alone? They left their support line alone. I Can mean, you believe yeah, it? What a surprise! Yeah. Look, I like Harsha's new to the whole uh, head coach thing in Overwatch. At least mm. I know he's been an analyst before for Titans and and stuff but uh and I, I think he was an analyst for shock as well so he's he's been worked with some good coaches he knows kind of like what he's doing um but maybe it's just gonna maybe it's just taking a little bit of time to get uh the ball rolling there but yeah he picked up a win so they've got to be happy with that and it was uh, in in front of their home crowd as well so that must yeah absolutely nice feeling. it almost feels like he just doesn't know his strongest six at the moment yeah which is annoying because when you see teams like Paris that have obviously they've had a couple of players play together before, but they've got new head coaches in, and you know they've got language barrier to worry about as well. Yeah, and they're just like straight up killing it. Yeah, yeah. I it's think individually that Paris Paris lineup is like way stronger to start with, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Uh, any other remarks on Overwatch League? Um, I don't know if you want to make some predictions for Week Five. Yeah, let me. Let's 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 do quick fire predictions because otherwise we'll spend all, all night discussing it. <laughs> yeah. So, would you believe it? We're back at the Washington Justice homestand. <laughs> oh, two, number two of five. Get them in early. Nice. Yeah. So right, first match, Defiant Mayhem. Mayhem for me. I'm gonna go defiant. Okay. I just, I just think something's got to click at some point. Paris, Houston. Uh, Paris, come on. Yeah, Paris. Uh, Boston, Washington. 
Washington. Washington as well for me. Yeah. Paris Philly. That's going to be a properly good that's game. Be, yeah, it's going to be a cracking match. Proper. But I think Philly will do it. Really? I think Paris is going to win. It'd be nice to see an upset. Yeah, I think Paris is going to take that. New York, Washington. New York. Yeah. And Atlanta. Uh, Boston, sorry. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta wins. Yeah, same. Boston, yeah, Boston outside of Houston are basically going to beat nobody for a long time. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that was a quick fire uh, prediction. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Makes a difference for us. So, um, right. Um, I don't know, since we've come into the end of Overwatch League, whether now is a good time to uh, segue into coronavirus considering that it's uh, caused a reasonable amount of uh, fixture pile up in Overwatch League. Absolutely, yeah. So the coronavirus has well, completely ruined the um, <coughs> Asian homestands. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, All Chinese and Korean homestands have been cancelled. Yeah, firstly, they were moved from China to Korea. And then yep. the Korean ones were cancelled. Um, I've not long seen on Twitter that some League of Legends tournaments have been cancelled. Yep. Um, um, the IEM Katowice in uh, yep. the CS Masters tournament last weekend was played with no crowd in the stadium. Yeah, that was quite eerie to see that. It was very strange. It was nice that they all played out on the main stage, but it was really strange to watch. Uh, to like watch and be able to hear like and yeah be able to hear comms from teams and yeah very strange because there's just no one there I, I saw that when they lifted the trophy and we can go on to IEM stuff in a bit that um, they did have like what looks like team members and family and friends possibly there because they were all sort of like cheering and whatnot. oh uh, okay okay so it's better than them just lifting it and walking around like oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> take a photo with fireworks behind them yeah I mean, they're, they're taking it's better to be safe than sorry. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I think the fixture pileup in Overwatch League is going to be huge. I th- yeah, especially. We could well see more uh, venues get shut. Well, we've yeah. seen it happen in. like Given that we've seen like a major. like or, Well, it's a Masters tournament, but like a major CS event. Mm-hmm. go with no crowd like we could well see that um and i think we could see that overwatch league matches just get played behind doors behind closed doors i hope they don't get played behind closed doors but i know they need to do whatever's like best for the yeah they need to health. get it yeah they'll have to finish the tournament they'll have to finish matches though at some point so yeah stuff in the korean and chinese homestands that have been cancelled so far they, they really, be... realistically, they could have just gone to those venues with the teams and played those matches. Yeah, that's going to be heartbreaking for those teams that have wanted to put on like a homestand for so long and play those games in front of those crowds, you know, and yeah, just yeah, not be able to do that. Yeah, it's a different prospect in, in, in Overwatch compared to other esports because yeah. they, they, they have a home city. They have home fans to play for. Um, that they haven't been able to yet, you know. Yeah, it's been two two full seasons of playing in LA, mm. and yeah, when you get this your chance to actually chance. play play in front of a home crowd, you know, that's kind of mm. like yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. But they are doing the right thing in uh, in making sure that staff, players, fans, everybody's safe and stays well, um, basically. Also, the I know we're going to mention it later on as well. The, the Valorant. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. I did see that just so, before we started. Yeah, so they uh, had a, a, a range for a press event where they had invited people out to come try to test play Valorant and do different like game capture footage and stuff for different um, content for obviously YouTube and XYZ yep. for bu- different publications. They've now cancelled all those events because of coronavirus fears and they don't want anything to 
any chances of anything getting worse. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it is a shame, and it can't be easy for a publisher wa- to want to put their game out and show the world what they've been working on. Oh, just have to especially wait. yeah, especially that game because the hype has been pretty real the last couple of days. Oh, even more so since they put out that stuff at the start. Of, well, yeah, was it the start of March? First uh, of March. It was yesterday they they dropped it. So second. Was it just yesterday? Wow. Yeah, second. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime. Yeah, we it have so many Valorant pros already. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> the meme let's, is let's talk about it later. Let's talk about it later. Okay. Um. Actually, before we move on to the Overwatch, uh, off of the Overwatch League. Yeah. I no- I noticed that you uh have a couple of notes written down here. Number one is, is w- contenders. Oh, contenders getting put in the bin forever. Yeah. <laughs> contenders has oh just been boy. pooed on. It's been pooed on since the very start. It has. But Tier 2 Overwatch is going to really struggle. Um, and I understand that there's a cer- only a certain amount of content that Overwatch esports fans can withstand. But to only mm. uh, broadcast minimal amount of games per season is absolutely going to hurt Tier 2 Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It damages everything. It damages the players. It damages the brand. It damages the casters. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone suffers for this. And the only benefit that Blizzard get from it is they don't have to shell out the production money. You know? (laughs) Which probably wasn't... uh, Like, there's obviously a cost, but it probably wasn't that high. No, and not not for the extent of them wanting to market contenders as the path to pro. Like yeah. this is how you make it. Well, I mean, how how does one become a professional if nobody can like? Obviously, you you're kind of like semi pro if you're playing at contenders level, right? Mm. How does one make it to the Overwatch League if nobody can see you absolutely like dominating in contenders? Like, t- if okay, there are going to be scouts. There are going to be teams watching. They're going to watch VODs and stuff like that. Like, like pro te- like Overwatch League teams will pick up on that. But, like, player, uh, like esports players need to build brands for themselves. Yes, not just absolutely. exist within a game and get picked up by an org. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it, it getting picked up by an Overwatch League team and nobody knowing who you are, and as soon as you do anything, everyone's just going to be like, well, this guy sucks. Yeah, that's it. And to not give the platform for those players to stand on, like it, it's just yeah. complete nonsense by Blizzard. Yeah, they what they should have done is bin off contenders, one hundred percent, and yeah, um, do and it. have less stringent uh, broadcasting or tournament hosting rules for mm. other organizations to put on tournaments. Yeah, throughout that is the a year. great point. That uh, that might be LAN, they might be online. Um, when when I uh, start getting into Overwatch esports, there was so many online tournaments, like weekly or monthly. Um, yeah. And there were there were uh, tor- like online qualifiers with LAN finals, um, mm. and it was great. Like you bring in that you bring in contenders, have it fully online. Uh, that's fine because then the finals became LAN and that was exciting. But given the yeah. ima- like, do you know what I mean? Like they just haven't done enough now, or they're not doing enough now to give any interest for anybody to that. No, that's it. They've they've not they're not doing enough to warrant its existence now when it could be better served by other yeah means, you know, and. <sighs> I don't think they know what they're doing. That's what I can say. They either like right. There's there's either two schools of thought here. They either completely know what they're doing, yep. and they're backing out of the esports market now because they seen it's not profitable enough for them, yep. or they just don't know what they're doing. They, they can't. Think. They can't afford to 100% back out. Um, they like they can't leave Overwatch League. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, they've invested too much in Overwatch League to to let it die, but. Yeah, I think it. I think we'll end up seeing other organizations take on uh, tier two and tier three Overwatch. I think mm. Blizzard will let that. 
move up well, I mean, to uh, other people. They're all going to be pro Valorant players anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it's not a great. Do you know what I mean? It, you, it, we're laughing, but it, it's not a bad. It's not a good time for Overwatch esports to be in a bad place. No, absolutely not. Why would you get? Why would you happily get treated like trash by contenders? Yeah. Not paid for six months. In a game that's inherently unfun for most players to play, due yeah. to due to really really bad and unfun metas. Yeah. And then, like, maybe the grass is green on the other side. It might be. It might not be, but it might be. Right, well, speaking of Blizzard being out of touch with fans and things <laughs> like that. Nice segue. The jersey prices have come out now. So, for a normal standard jersey, you're looking at $90, which is 70 English pounds, okay? Yeah. So, put that in perspective, a football kit here in England, a box standard home kit with no printing on, costs about £65. So, it's already a bit more expensive. To get printing, so that's player printing, admittedly, they only put player names on the back, whereas Overwatch League put them on the front as well, but it's, it's not that much of a yeah. deal, really. That is £13. For on, on a football shirt, yeah, on a regular on football, a football shirt. shirt. Yeah, for an Overwatch League kit to be printed on and customised with an existing player name and number is £45. That's actually obscene. More than half of the cost of the shirt. It's disgusting. I don't understand. Like, how can you justify that in any way? No. You can't. It's done by fanatics as well. They might be a worldwide renowned brand that has done all this. Who, you know, they can't who do they think they're selling these these shirts to? Like, parents aren't going to buy those for their kids. Teenagers aren't going to have the money to buy And no. adults are probably going to look at that and go, do you what? I've got better things to spend that kind of money on. Yeah. That so doesn't speak for everyone. There are definitely going to be people out there wearing those shirts. They're definitely going to be customized. Power to you if you can do that. But if, a if lot of people are basically getting shit on by yeah. that pricing. If you can spend $150 or £117 on a customized player kit, then more power to you. But you're alienating a lot of your core, core audience for that pricing. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's no, there's not a lot to say about it other than that it's just fuck, it's absolutely like abysmal. Yeah. Um, um, funnily enough, I went through the uh, store page not not long ago, and they, I was looking at the Houston stuff, and they have a framed Houston shirt from uh, Into the AM, who did the merch before Fanatics did, mm -hmm. and that was less money than the printed one. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Let's let's move on from Overwatch. Let's move on to a couple other uh, couple other video games. Yeah. How about we talk about the developer that actually cares about their game <laughs> and wants to put more money into growing the esport, which would be. Tell Ubisoft's me more. I want to know about this video game. <laughs> <laughs> this would be Ubisoft's Rainbow Six Siege. Um, since we had our little break, the Invitational <coughs> in Montreal happened. Yeah, I think we were actually watching it the last time we filmed, uh, or or recorded our podcast. Actually, we did, and what it was so good, fantastic event. Yeah, couldn't agree um, more. There was Twitch drops, like there's Twitch integration there. You have to worry about some janky YouTube deal going in place twenty four hours before it happens. Yeah. <coughs> Um, they actually they have voice actor meet and greets with the operators there, streamer meet and greets there. They put on a whole thing for the audience, you know, a yeah. whole event rather than just games being played. It's kind of crazy, really. Um, like, I think it needs to be be said that neither of us have really put any time into Rainbow Six. Um, no. I'm certainly not watching esports, so when we actually sat down because we had originally got together not only to record podcasts but to watch some of the Overwatch League 
and obviously mm-hmm. it was cancelled due to coronavirus in China. So we sat down and watched. Um, so I think we watched the semis between NIP and TSM. Yeah, and uh, both of us were blown away. Oh yeah, absolutely. The production was like on an insane level. The casting was so good. Um, the game was just like fucking fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, it was completely f- breath of fresh air in comparison yeah. to what we've been watching in Overwatch, and you know, bogged down with different metas and. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, super enjoyable. Um, definitely recommend if anybody's not checked out uh, Rainbow Six esports. Like, I'm definitely mm. gonna try and like add more of it into my like viewing limited viewing schedule. Yeah, totally. Um, Ubisoft announced regional leagues for that for the esports scene going forward. Um, new operators for the core game, a map ban system being put nice. in place. Nice. And put in more of their own resources themselves into furthering Ooh. Siege as a um, games as a service going forward. So, coming from Ubisoft, who would quite happily in the past put out 17 um, Assassin's Creeds in the year, <laughs> that means a lot, you know? Yeah, but absolutely. They They've obviously seen that there's something special there um, worth investing in. Mm, um, totally. I like the idea of regional leagues, but keeping it at endem- endemic orgs. Mm. Um, I think <sighs> esports won't live and die by uh, geolocated teams, right? They'll live and die by actual foot for like esports orgs. Mm. Um, so keeping it to organizations that people already know and love. Um, it's a smart thing and you do. D- you don't limit other teams going forward so if 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 we decided to start up a rainbow six team and we managed to break into the professional scene with our rainbow six team like mm-hmm. in theory we could make it to these events right in overwatch league or in overwatch in general if you now start up an overwatch team you make it into contenders where do, your team goes nowhere. You have nowhere to go. Yeah. There's only so far you can go, right? Um, yeah. So it's I like the fact that they've made it regional, so that like maybe you kind of get more like um. So you get geolocated fans. Uh, per region, but that you 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 don't limit the the teams in any way, which I think is nice. Anyone want to buy a sausage dog? Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're not you're not excluding anyone from their progression. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Obi. I just doggy. Obi. Obi, I can't talk if you you're talking. Oi. Stop growling. Come on, Obi. Right, he's stopped, so <laughs> hopefully we can carry on. Uh, <coughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, Do yeah, I think uh, I'd be really excited to catch some more uh, Rainbow Six going forward. Yeah? Um, yeah, really enjoyed the, inv- the uh, Invitational. But yeah, it was sick. Yeah. Just complete breath of fresh air, and the the atmosphere in that arena looked incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely got like a passionate fan base. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We touched on the ESL IEM Masters in Katowice. Yes. Um, Ah, Counter Strike Esports is just so fucking good. It's, um, it's brutal. That was that's <coughs> how I would describe it. So we saw, uh, or we mentioned earlier that the main finals were held in an empty arena, mm-hmm. which is sad. But we've already touched on it. I'm not going to go too far into it. Yeah. But this tournament was great. All the uh, group stages and stuff is all offline anyway. 
mm-hmm. offline. Of course, it's offline, but it's not. <laughs> it is held. It's held kind of like behind closed doors, right? Yeah. So it only affected the finals and semis, etc. Um. But Navi, just mm. Navi looked very different this year from last year. Uh, Simple is back on top form. They've swapped. He Guardian. looked incredible. It's disgusting. Okay, this man is disgusting. Um, it, he's like he's like a living highlight reel. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Non-stop, like insane plays. But Navi in general just looks super, super strong. They a- I, they actually dropped uh their first match against um. No, sorry, their second match in the upper bracket in Group A against Fnatic, mm. and dropped into the lower bracket, and then basically proceeded just to crush everybody. Yeah, I mean, um, like they beat, they dropped ten maps, uh, ten rounds against Astralis over two maps. Yeah, and I think, uh, in three maps versus G two in the actual grand final. Mm-hmm. They dropped less. They dropped nineteen total rounds in yeah, three maps. They, they ruined them. It's disgusting. They just were just on a completely different level. And, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see how 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 far they can take it this year. I hope they stay yeah. consistent. Um, but yeah, they looked great, and it was really good to watch. Yeah, I'm. As you know, I'm I'm still quite new to CS:GO and well, Counter Strike as a whole. And I watched the semis and the grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Navi just looked so good, so good, so strong. This, the, uh, the, this event, like their last three games, they they beat Team Liquid 2-0, they beat Astralis 2-0, and they beat G2 yeah. 3-0. It was just like. It was just total dominance, and if they can keep that, if they can keep this form, there's no reason why they won't win the Grand Slam, why and why they won't take a major this year. Mm. Um. So yeah, like excited to see how that goes, really. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the Astralis and Device going forward, whether they can get things going again. Um, I'm not too worried about Astralis to be. Fair. Um, they their run through the tournament so far, uh, up until that point, mm. was that they they beat Cloud Nine two zero. Well, Cloud Nine were gonna lose that anyway. They beat Vitality two zero, and then they beat Fnatic, who had previously beaten Navi. Yeah. They beat Fnatic two zero. So until they actually played Navi, they looked really yeah. strong. They looked their usual yeah. dominant selves, and then uh, and looked like. They, you know, they were just going to go on a normal Astralis run and just take take the tournament, and then N- Navi come along in the form of their <laughs> lives and just clap them straight out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really impressive. It was a really yeah. good tournament to watch, and it was a damn shame that the the venue was empty. Yeah, it was absolutely because some of the plays that we saw from uh, Simple in the semis and in the final would uh, would have invoked some pretty. Uh, Pretty, pretty hype reactions, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It would have popped off in there for sure. Yeah, but never mind. Next time, hopefully. next time. Yeah. Um, what is the next major uh, season eleven pro league that kicks off soon? Um, Twenty four teams. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we start to see. Yeah, the Pro League, um, and then the Major is after that in Rio, which is... Yep. What's the date on that? Uh, Rio, that is... That starts in... Um, June. May. Uh, May? Yeah, May. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my mumps. Yeah, I need yeah. to go back so to school yeah, and get my mumps. Rio is, uh, is in May, so that'll be something to look out for. And it'd be interesting to see if, um, yeah, if Navi are still in there. In that, in th- this kind of form, by the time they get there, because if they are, I struggle to see anybody mm. taking it. Yeah, I think it, if if on on that form, it's only only Astralis can challenge. Yeah. If I'm honest, and they'd have to be at their peak as well. But that would be something. From that would from be like, 
peak Astralis versus peak Navi at the moment. Oh, yeah. It'd be fucking nice, but... Right. One quick aside before we go into Valiant, uh, Valorant Town. I hate the name Valorant. Let's just call it Project A. <laughs> Project Yeah, let's go back. Let's it's a better it. name. It's like when they... Oh, Jeff was like, oh, his name is Wrecking Ball. And everyone's like, no, his name's Hammond. <laughs> it's Hammond. Um... Right, so there was some uh, EA held some FIFA 20 tournaments this weekend. Right. Um, noteworthy because two players, yeah, because their uh, sorry, their servers got hacked by a lizard squad and got DDoSed. Nice. Not what you want whilst you're trying to hold online tournaments. Because two players couldn't connect, right. they settled it via rock paper scissors. Uh. <laughs> online rock paper scissors as well using Maybe. a website nice so EA have obviously like freaked out about this because apparently when two uh, when two players can't connect they have to get it goes down as a loss for both so what yeah that is their process for it what even yeah. a coin toss is better than that but you need someone to officiate the coin toss, I suppose. <laughs> what a joke. It's hard when it's an online tournament, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can appreciate that. Uh, the other one that I saw this weekend was, again, in an online tournament, someone had taken a... Uh, the match gone to penalties. The last penalty of the game, the game registered it as a no-goal, because what happened was the ball went in, hit the inside of the post, and went behind the keeper and went in. Right. The game registered as a no goal, and the commentary behind it was like, oh, he's gone so close to winning. But the ball went in. <laughs> and the ruling is because the game decided, nah. Right. It didn't count. That's it. But I've seen the clip. The ball goes in the goal. It goes on the far right hand side netting off the left hand post. It goes what? in. Oh my yeah. Goodness. What a, what a joke. FIFA. Esports ready. Esports. Yeah. I don't know. Alright, should we go to Valorant Town before we wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. Valorant Town. Project A, sorry. About Project A. Project A. Okay, so we know that Project A or Valorant is Riot's uh, new 5v5 tactical yep. slash hero shooter. Um, and in theory, it should tick all of my boxes. Um, mm. But it really doesn't. Um, I've seen the gameplay footage. They released like a a, a like in-house test between some devs, mm. and um, nothing about the game has excited me. It's it's, it's <laughs> weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. The, uh, I've I read the other day because me and you have been talking about the art style and how much we don't like it and how kind of like beige it is. Yeah. And I read the other day that the art director is actually the guy that did TF2. And yes, he is. Boy, can you see it once you know it? I like, don't know. It screams Team Fortress 2. What? Um, it's really... Jo well, I've, like... Alright, so it's a character-based FPS. Yes. With a round system, with gun purchasing and ability so, purchasing, so like it's CS. Somewhere between, it's somewhere between Overwatch and Counter-Strike. Yeah. It's kind of like how it's being touted. And if you're going to make a game to try and break into the FPS market, you go after the big boys and it makes sense. For sure. But the abilities, because of the effects on screen and the beige art design, it just looks awful, I think. Yeah, you know? I mean, we've seen like alpha footage, so maybe, yeah. maybe it's going <coughs> better, right? But I hope so. Yeah, cause because it in looks underwhelming right now. In that dev footage, when um they put up like a, what can only be described as essentially like a may wall, yeah. and they go inside and everything's green. Oh, looks awful. It's like a it's what? like a total headbutt. It's like you put your head in some jelly or something. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And How the, the, the weapon buy on? menu looks really horrible. It looks really confusing. I think. Yeah. I think it'll a lot of people get upset 
like well not upset, I was overwhelmed, sorry, going in. It's a lot to take in. Um abilities can only be used a certain amount of times per round as well. Yep. And so I guess that stops that all spam. It would appear that heroes have ultimates, but to earn said ultimate you have to get a certain amount of kills. So you can't just earn them over time. You have to you actually have to actively frag which to earn an ultimate. Which I think is better. <sighs> because it's it's things are rewarded by skill. Not yeah. like in Overwatch <laughs> if you if you wait long enough you'll get an earth shatter which you might just hit. You might fluke it, right? Whereas in this you actively have to get like seven kills or something before you can use an ultimate. Yeah, I see what you mean, but I think that's more balanced because I don't think if you're destroying as it is, I don't think you need something else to make it worse. Like it's it's always struck me in like Call of Duty. Say, you say you get like a fifteen player kill streak, and then you call in uh, a VTOL or whatever it is <coughs> nowadays. Yeah. Something just sits on points and mercs everyone. Yeah. Like, you're already doing amazing. Do you really need help? Like. Uh, I yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't agree. I don't agree with the fact that there are ultimates in this game anyway. Um, it just for me, it just looks jarring because the guns are so under, like, not characterized at all compared to Overwatch. You know, like they all have like signature weapons. It's not yeah. like oh, Anna's pulled out an AK forty-seven. That's what it looks <laughs> like here. Yeah, you know? basically. Yeah, it's like Genji jumping around with some knives, and then all of a sudden he pulls out like. An MP5. Yeah. It just seems quite jarring, and I just, it just rubs me out the wrong way. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I know there's a lot of hype behind this game. That's true. Maybe it'll smell. be justified. Maybe it will be. Um, but I it's can free see to play. It'll be free to play, so there's no reason to not try it. I'll absolutely give it a go. I love Counter Strike. Yeah. I've put a lot of time into Overwatch, um, and. If if it works, then this game could be insane. It could be great. But if it doesn't work, then it is going to be an absolute disaster. It's funny because the people that, from my Twitter timeline, all the Overwatch pros seem to be going, "Oh, look at look at this, uh, look at this Valorant, look at this Project yeah. This looks pretty cool." And the CS <coughs> players I follow are going, eh, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> well, yeah, basically. It might be alright, you know. Whereas, yeah, I think CS players are open to trying it, but there's not, there's no reason for CS players to leave CS to go to. No, no. Maybe in a couple of years, if this become like the biggest esport there is, sure. But yeah, currently, no way, no, no point. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think uh, I don't think you'll see too many people leave CS. I think you might see some Apex Legends players move towards this game. I think you'll see Overwatch players move towards this game, but um. yeah, I mean, um, Apex. It's like don't I definitely know what they're doing much with that game. They're kind of nah. going down the Fortnite route a little bit, where they're just like, let's make the base game fun and. Balls the competitive. Yeah, I mean, do, does it need does like Apex Legends uh, esports is kind of like is is more interesting to me than Fortnite. But do I yeah. do I really like battle royale esports? And my my answer is kind of like no, no, no. I don't. It's it's just not because there's no unless you put emphasis on getting kills. Yeah, and like if it's a points-based system, obviously you get points for finishing first, second, third, or whatever. But unless you put heavy, heavy emphasis on getting kills, all you have is teams find a little camping spot and they're sitting there for ten minutes, mm -hmm. and the casters are just doing their this damn hardest. Like whoever whoever casts battle royale esports needs a fucking raise. Yeah, there is so much filler. <laughs> this is why. Rainbow Six and Counter Strike are so good to watch yep. because every map has that like crescendo, like that peak moment where everything goes fucking nuts. Yeah, you know those that team that's been trying to make that push for 
like a minute and a half have been slowly working their way through exercising all their roots and everything uh-huh. it all kicks off and they you have that hype moment you know yeah yeah absolutely and that's what, and, and, that, and you, the, the, that's when casters can come alive right and they make yeah. make a moment in 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 esports absolutely and there's what 16 rounds in cs uh it's uh, best of 30 so it's first best, 16. best of 30 so you have that moment consistently yeah, oh yeah you know yeah compared to f- a battle royale game you don't know if that moment's gonna come the, yeah that moment might never come because what you often see is players dying in like the storm or the, the gas whatever you want to call it in a battle royale yeah um uh or yeah, I mean, like they get they get tagged up in a fight early on, and then it's just a case of waiting for twenty minutes before they finally die to, like one shot, because they're mm. so weak and they got no meds. I don't know. I just think battle royales should stay as battle royales. They're fun to play online, but I don't think they're. Yeah. I don't think they're esports. Completely agree. Right. Should we uh, wrap this? I one think up that's then? a good place to wrap it up. Battle yeah, royale man. esports are shit. <laughs> We heard it here, heard it here first. <laughs> I, I doubt you have, actually, to be honest. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we will catch you again next week. Right. Thank you very much for listening to the Kill Feed. I've yeah. been Tom. Oh, I'm Owen. Bye. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>